You're listening to What's Literacy, brought to you by Literacy Quebec. Thanks everyone for joining us once again. Uh, Neve and I are back with the What's Literacy podcast. And Neve, you've uh, taken a road trip recently down to Toronto for the Reading for the Love of It conference, an annual thing. Um, uh, not necessarily for Literacy Quebec. I understand it's uh, our first time. Maybe you could uh, tell us a little bit more about it and what went down while you were out there. Sure. So, yeah, as you said, it's called the Reading for the Love of It, and it is hosted by the East York Scarborough Reading Association. Myself and the staff here in the office, we um, decided to head down to this conference to network and check out some resources and catch some keynote speakers, and it was a really wonderful experience um, and great for us personally and as a team but also of course for Literacy Quebec for resource gathering and uh, networking. And it sounds like um, by the total number of uh, guests we're about to hear on the upcoming episode that we've broken a record. Um, (laughs) I think we're in the what uh, six or seven person range in terms of interviewees coming up? Uh, Yeah there's eight on there plus myself yeah so you know go big or go home (laughs) but the conference itself was massive and there was so many interesting people there and people we hope to have on the podcast in future and of course I was pitching that to people the whole time and sharing our podcast information with them for example David A. Robertson was there the author uh, Jail Richardson Michelle Good Nadia Hone Ashley Spears these amazing inspirational keynote speakers um, who I could have listened to all day, you know, and it was uh, in particular for me a big um, privilege and honor to meet Michelle Good because I'm a huge fan and I had read her book Five Little Indians a couple of years ago, so to meet her and get my copy signed was very special. So it really was a wonderful experience at the conference. And as you mentioned, I, I, gra- I gathered uh, a bunch for this <laughs> podcast interview. Well, good. I'm super excited to, to have a listen. Uh, should we uh, jump into the, uh, the episode? Well, as you mentioned, there's so many people. I'm just going to give a quick little explainer before we jump in. Sure, sure. In the interview, we hop straight into things. So I was speaking to a group called Hedgecators, um, and what they, their presentation was called Hedgecate One. And this is a group of educators. They're all teachers and educators, and they're a hip-hop uh, crew. Uh, and they represent the they have the four elements of, of hip-hop there represented in their group. And what they do is show how hip-hop can be a relevant teaching tool and for so many reasons and with so many wonderful results. Um, They focused mostly on the on rhyming and rapping and we I took part in their workshops and even um, learned how they do it and got to hear them perform and also as as we went along they were explaining how this could be applied in the classroom because the majority of um, attendees at the Reading for the Love of It conference are, are also educators of course, the stuff is relevant to other organizations and individuals and like us from Literacy Quebec, because there's a bunch of publishers there too and different resources. But the vast majority of participants are attendees, I should say, at the conference are teachers. So they're, st- they're speaking as educators directly to educators about how hip hop can be relevant in their classrooms. So we the interview starts straight out with um, one of the members, Mike, explaining uh, how they came up with their name, uh, Educators. Excellent. Let's uh, let's jump in. Have a listen. I'm excited. Uh, 
I'm here with educators at Reading for the Love of It 2023. And maybe you could start with introducing yourselves if we could go around. And I know you're not all here. We have seven out of ten yes. today. So yeah, let's let's do that. I'm Chase March. I'm the DJ, uh, MC, producer, and uh, teacher. John Corbin, uh, teacher uh, in high school guidance, uh, MC, and uh, multi-hyphenate creative. Nice. <laughs> I'm Tiggs. I'm a teacher. I'm also elementary, uh, book publisher, visual artist, muralist, graffiti artist, uh, lots of things. Icon, currently occasional teacher, always frequent beat maker, one of the original beat makers for the crew, and happy to be here today. And I am the Apologet. I am a secondary English and drama teacher, I'm MC, spoken word poet, and amateur actor. A-cubed, uh, elementary teacher, and um, I just put my all into everything I do. Check, check, Mike All, representing for Hip Hop Educators, an MC, poet, elementary teacher in Scarborough. Seven out of 10, that's a passing grade. Shout out to um, <laughs> uh, Just Sev, Wisecrack, two other MCs, and Wisecrack's also producing and engineering. And then shout out to Matt D, Matt Device, our, our B-boy, to represent all hip hop elements. Nice, because that's one thing we were missing. I think that somebody's injured. We were going to see some break, but then we didn't on, on Wednesday night. That's pity, but unfortunate. Yeah. Hopefully next year he can rock yeah. or other events because b-boying, breakdancing, definitely a very athletic skill. But injuries come with it too. Yeah, well, get better soon, and yeah, hopefully catch you next time. So. The conference, I know Mike, it's not your first time here. I don't know about the educators. Have you, is this your first time at Reading for the Love of It? As a crew, yes, it's our okay. first time representing. In the past, prior to um, pandemic, I was blessed to do some solo presentations, same type of thing, using hip hop in the classroom. And then in 2018, we came together through a song, um, met other talented teachers also using hip hop in the classroom. Initially, it was just gonna be a one-off song, Each One Teach One. You could check it on your favorite streaming platforms. <laughs> to make Chase happy, go to Title <laughs> or go to our band camp. Um, but then we saw the power of, of what we were forming, not just one song, and we thought, let's make a collective, a movement, and see what we can do with it. And then um, we were actually supposed to do this last year, but you know, thank you, COVID, it, it canceled it. But nothing before its time, it helped us get ready and have even more resources. So we were blessed to perform at the opening reception Wednesday, and then do, a, uh, do some workshops Thursday and Friday on how we use hip hop in the classroom. And I was lucky enough to attend all three. Nice. So yeah, hence wanting to get you guys together and talk to you more because I just thought it was wonderful and really interesting. Yeah, yeah I would say that I have been a participant at the conference and you know, be able to take stuff I've learned back to my school um, to be presenting here today is a dream come true. Mm -hmm. It really is for me. That's amazing. It's a wonderful conference. It's my first time here too. In fact, it's first time from anyone from Literacy Quebec at the conference, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was going to ask about what your what is the goal? I know like you have your mission as educators, but um, here at the conference, you're talking about being able to take stuff back to your classrooms. You're also now sharing stuff you're hoping people take back to their classrooms, their learners, whoever they may be. I think job one is to dispel the myth that there's a barrier to being able to participate in hip hop or use hip hop in the classroom. Uh, so what we did was we had teachers make raps, and they were rapping, and we made them form little rap groups, and people got up and performed. And I think showing them that they could do it um, made them feel able to bring it back to the classroom and, and maybe ask students who aren't so comfortable performing. 
Chase has a line in one of our songs that, that goes, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't ask my students, no, I don't ask my students to do anything I wouldn't. So I think that was the first aim. I, I know there are other things we're doing today, but for me that was why I showed up. It's great, and um, I, I even ended up writing a little rap myself. <laughs> Whether I'll actually share that or not, I don't know. I'll have to work on the confidence level first. But Mike helped me, like, um, refine get, your craft. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, definitely. Okay, you know what? Now that we've said that, it's, I'm going to be held to that. Okay. So maybe, maybe those everybody who wrote four bars, we can end with just ciphering and, and reciting oh, yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be anybody cool. Anybody who wrote four bars when they were doing it, no pressure yeah. if you don't want yeah. to. No pressure, but definitely on the spot now. <laughs> um, so, and I wanted to know how you all got together, because I know you touched on that a little bit in the workshop, but just for our listeners as well, and um, things like this, ensembles, community work, that's what I'm all about, and that, that's where I come from. I come from a theater background as well, and I just love hearing these stories of how you actually formed and how this has come to be. It was Mike's idea. He wanted to do a song with a group of teachers, and he didn't know everybody that he that could be in the song. So he put out word on social media, I think, asking for if he knew any DJs. So that got me in, and uh, I also rap, so I had to let him know that, so I could do more than one role in this group. I think I might have brought John in. Yeah. Um. No. What's his name? Shout out to Joe, oh, General yeah, Joe. Joe Rustle. He told me about you. Yeah, because we met at Reading for the Love of It, right? And so then we kept up on uh, Twitter, and I was, it was, I, I, my memory sucks, that's why I have a podcast and ask people how we met, because I don't remember. <laughs> um, but I, I think, yeah, Joe was a connection for you, and yes. then Chase and I had also been um, talking about radio, and I, you know, just, because I, I had, I have some background in college radio, so. Um, I do a radio show at Western University yeah, yeah. every week. Been doing it for ten years. Yeah, so, so I had those connects. Yeah, then from there, yeah. So, so he, so he's Chase's meeting artist, and so it was kind of those two things uh, together. It, a unique idea to be able to continue to, to rap, and um, I'll, I'll let other folks jump in. I would love to see how you know, yeah, how a group comes together, how we maintain a group, how we. Um, provide care for one another, how we argue together. It's been like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and doing it all virtually, right? Mm. Because yeah. the first song was, you know, uh, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, as we prepared an album, um, we were all locked down. So mm. it's been uh, a real testament to collaboration and hard work to keep a group together. Like, nice. That's me. So I wasn't an, an MC, I do graph, and I worked with Mike and Regretti and uh, Weisscrack, Andy, and uh, Thomas Moore. And because I think you guys knew graph artists, but you didn't know that it was me you both were talking about. <laughs> yeah, there was like, this yeah. weird six, you know, six degrees of separation. Yeah, like I both, we both know a guy, yeah. and I happened to be that guy. Yeah. And then uh, I was only supposed to do graphics, and then Weisscrack threw a disc record on the <laughs> chat, and nobody responded, so I wrote a response. And then they were like, yo, you should do this. And then I was like, okay. And I kind of came in like that. And with these guys, like, I honestly didn't have the confidence to do this. I mean, we fiddled around with it when I was in high school or elementary school. But, and there was a lot to I needed to learn. Like, I kept going way over on my bars. And then, you know, they taught me and told me. We tracked it back a bit. They learned how to count bars. So everything that you guys did at the presentation, like, I learned, too, with them before we did the presentation. So you know, I'm blessed that you guys were able to help me out. So Refine your craft. Plus... Yes, 
I, I, um, I knew Mike for a while. We had some common friends, and I was also a fan of a, a, another crew. He was part of the GBC. Oh, Ghana bus crew. So when, uh, when he reached out and said, hey, you still make beats? Do you want to do this track with some teachers? Of course, I was into it. And that's, that's, that was just the start of it. Yeah. And we're still going. He sent me a couple beats. I was, I was kind of loafing on it for a bit. But then one time in Costa Rica during March break, I'm like, all right, let me listen to these beats. And then it was, I think it was Eastrum was the name of the beat that would mm -hmm. eventually become Each One Teach One or something mm -hmm. like that. And yeah. then, then it was just about trying to assemble MCs to write and put it together. And then I came into the picture. <laughs> yeah, so, with some help. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, my daughter's here. Um, she's not going to get on the mic, I don't think. Um, but uh, my oh. kids always, they always listen to my demos. Uh, oh, maybe she is going to get on the mic. Yeah. Um, they always listen to my demos. So, uh, I, you know, I was making a record in 2018, and um, I, you know, low-key play it for the kids to see if they respond to the, the music. And when I mentioned that there was this group of teachers and I was somehow like connected to doing the song and I'm just trying to figure it out, we get close to finishing the song. Um, I don't know, do you want to pick it up from there? Okay, I have no memory of this because no it was okay. five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently I watched the video and I asked why aren't there any female teachers on the video because I'm a strong feminist, I believe in gender equality. That's right. And mm -hmm. so then I had to sit there and humbly go, you're right. Mm -hmm. That is not the case. And we need, to, uh, we need to rectify that. So we started to reach out through the group chat and say, hey, this was brought up by my daughter and we should pay attention to it. And so we started to use our local networks to find folks. And uh, we found the Apologet, who lives in the same town as I do, which is pretty great. Um, what's your name, sir? Oh, my name is Corey. Corey, well, good job. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yep, so that's how I came on board. And uh, John and I, we met through a spoken word event, one of his performances, and mm -hmm. then we connected through the poetry community uh, initially. And then, so he sent me out a message and said, hey, do you know any female teacher MCs? And I said, no, but I can learn. Mm -hmm. And he laughed. And, uh, <laughs> and then I, I took that as a challenge. <laughs> and no, and then uh, he coached me, and the guys have been really helpful in coaching me and translating spoken word into hip-hop. Um, because as I mentioned in the workshop, I've always been a fan of hip-hop music, uh, but I had never actually tried to rap it until that point. And then so I put something down, John helped me clean it up a bit, and then I put it out to the guys, and I didn't anticipate that it would go anywhere, but I was like, at least I challenged myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in my year of yes, if you will, at that time. And then uh, the guys were into it, and yeah, they said it was dope. So, she's so here dope. we are. She's got some yeah, of the best bars out of all of us. <laughs> Is that that same song that we heard? That, that was the same one. I yeah, mean, that's great. That and was... you did that on Wednesday night too. Yeah. I mean, that... so I had done a little, like, a little bit of practicing leading up to that, and then I put that one down because I was like, well, if we're going to be teachers, we're going to be rapping. We might as well rap about teaching, right? Yeah. So. There you go. And that's kind of how I, so, you know, shout out to Corey for bringing me in. I was telling her earlier today that I'm in this space because of her, because mm -hmm. she used her voice and she spoke up and said something. So, and then credit to the rest of the, the crew that was said, you know what, she's right. And, mm -hmm. and they did something about it. And if I may, the, we hear regularly as we present our songs to students, whether that's uh, in specific classroom settings, like listen to the song or just stuff in the background, um, so many female students respond to the presence of Helen, that, that um, she is there, that they, they appreciate seeing that, they're responding to her work. So we're not done by any stretch in, in, in terms of building with teachers in general and wanting to continue to build 
um, with uh, female teachers so that uh, we can continue to expand what this looks like. This is not this is not a box check. This is a start a starting point. I was going to mention that too. That it, you know it, it was noticed that this box was not checked, but it's obviously someone who's very you know well fitted in the group and very talented yes. and like. I think that song and those bars that you wrote are they were my personal favorite that I've heard over the last couple of days and clearly resonated with all the groups involved as well. So, and the guys yeah. really made space. I have yeah. to, you know, I have to give them credit for that. I've never ever felt like I've had to fight to hear have my voice heard in this crew. Um, so I've never felt like you know I, I'm the odd one out as a woman. They've always gone above and beyond to ensure that I am an equal member and that my voice is always heard. So great. Being dope helps. It speaks to the meritocracy of hip hop. It's about showing proving with skills, right? You know? Yeah. And newest member, right? Newest member, yes. Very new to the game. Uh, Me and Mike all share a mutual friend, just Sev, who's not here today, but in the group. And uh, 10 years ago, when we were in Teachers College, me and just Sev, we had a final assignment for a social justice course. And we chose to do a rap over a, over a Drake beat, started, started starting from the bottom. Um, so from there, uh, Just Sev contacted me and said, hey, we're, I'm joining this group. Do you want to give it a try? And at the time, it seemed like perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And I joined, and I'm loving every moment of it. Fantastic. Um, I do. I do love these stories of how, how ensembles come together and how new things are created. Um, as I was telling you earlier, our podcast is called What's Literacy? And uh, the full title was um, What's Literacy Got to Do With It? And we, we chopped it a little bit, but that's what we took. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so um, maybe if we could just speak to that for a couple of minutes before we wrap up and how hip hop, maybe how that fits into literacy and um, learning. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll quickly share how, how Wisecrack got involved because it's yeah. a funny origin story. Wisecrack, um, he teaches in our board and he's a really like competitive dude and he heard about another rapper teacher and he actually wanted to battle me. So <laughs> yeah, he, sent, he sent his wife as like an emissary at this staff social and his wife's like, yo, my husband wants to battle you. And I, and I said, okay, you can tell him I'd rather build than battle, but we'll see what's up. Thanks. And then we, we ended up um, like exchanging some emails and I said, yo, I'm actually working on, we're working on this song with everybody's a teacher. Instead of battling, why don't you get on the song? And then things spark from there. And I got to give a lot of shout out to Wisecrack. He's like an eager beaver keener. He's the first person to write his verse. Mm -hmm. And that sparks a lot of other people to step up and write their verses. He keeps us on our toes for sure and holds us accountable (laughs) and keeps us laughing all at the same time. And he mixes and engineers all our stuff now too. Big shout out to Wisecrack, a key key crucial member. He has a huge part in the videos too, right? Yes, yes. Absolutely. So uh, literacy... There is, you know, in our workshop, um, I think Helen does a great job of talking about uh, the poetry aspect of it, and um, and I think, like Adrian said, sort of breaking down some barriers. Um, I, I think it's I think it is important to understand hip hop in connection with social justice and social movements, um, but that is, you know, but I think sometimes that has prevented, especially teachers, which is you know can be uh, sort of monocultural. Um, that prevents them, well, this is, you know, this is a ra- uh, art form for racialized folks, or it's a black art form, so mm-hmm. I can't be a part of it. And it's like, well, uh, you need to understand its context and not take up too much space, but you're welcome. Everyone's invited to the circle, right? Like, everyone's invited to the cipher. It's show and prove, like Mike said. It has to be dope. Yeah, <laughs> so you have to be dope, right? So so for so for us, is, or I say for me, it's important um, for there not to be a barrier for educators 
Um, and there's certainly ways that exist in, in culture and media that show you how to do it poorly. Um, but the lack of, sorry, but in, and it's often connected with lack of humility um, or, and a lack of respect for um, what the culture has, has provided for people. So once you, get the, once you get a foundation, once you get an education, participate. Um, and that is a real way to connect with students. So, so that's, that's significant that um, in educating educators to know that this can be really foundational for uh, not just literacy, but all kinds of disciplines. Um, so, so that's something that we're you know, continuing to advocate for. And then students in the classroom, it's just another way to find connection, right? I know that um, I've been having conversations with folks about black educators, right? And when was your first black teacher? Um, that's a conversation I want to have. My first one was in, in university, and she played for me Bob Marley's Redemption song. The first time I heard it, I'm 20 years old. Like, and that was, I remember walking out of class just being like, that's life-changing. So imagine what we can provide for students, not, inter- not only in terms of representation and connection to their cultural experience, but also then to um, see how the words work mm. and that that can be really significant opening minds and and the the last thing I'll say is uh, you know growing up in cultures that have wrestled with the idea of black intelligence and not being able to affirm that whether that's a quarterback in a football field or a scientist or mathematician these folks they're not just poets they're geniuses with how they relate with words, that requires intelligence. And so we're demonstrating to all folks the level of intelligence that's required to connect these words um, in this poetic form. So there's a, it's very meaningful for me, like you really can't get me started. So I'm glad I'm, <laughs> I'm, glad I'm here for, I got jumped in first. It's very important to I wanna, I wanna add to what John said quickly, because when people think of literacy, they think of the ability to read and write and things like that. Yeah. And you, ha- you might have people walking around thinking they don't have this ability, mm-hmm. but they can recite some of the most complicated poetry on the planet mm-hmm. in this time. And they know what the words mean in the context and they use them right. And they might learn new words and, and new ways to use them from the songs they listen to in their headphones. So I find it funny when people say, oh, I'm not good at writing or reading, mm-hmm. but they can spit bars that are more complicated than the stuff that most teachers will teach you in school. The other thing I want to add is that um, if you're talking about literacy in, the ter- in terms of capacity, um, in the same way that students might think they're not good at reading or writing or performing or this and that, just hip-hop is a tool to break through the, that sort of perceived ceiling of inability. Mm-hmm. I laugh when students say, I can't do this or I can't do that or I might have... Um, a student who has English as, as not, uh, you know, their second or third language, and they'll tell me in perfect English, I can't speak English quite well. And I think, <laughs> great, great, you're just a bad example for a person who can't speak English well, right? So, yeah, not to take away from the, the important stuff John was saying, but it, just in terms of the mechanics and capacity and literacy itself, mm-hmm. I think it's a great tool, and I think it's one of those things that people are already doing. You just have to show them that they're doing mm-hmm. it. And I think when they realize it, it adds to their confidence and creates a safer, more accessible space for students to feel like mistakes don't matter. In fact, that's where we learn the most. A big, a big part of literacy is decoding. So you can look yeah. at all the different elements as a way of reading for meaning and decoding. So there's poetry, all the layers 
different figurative expressions, graffiti art, even just trying to decode what are the letters saying, what are, what, what, what's the visual, um, what, what are they spelling out. And breakdancing, certain moves are, are showing certain expressions. So all elements, I think, can be lent towards decoding and reading and seeing what's the story behind the, the, the surface. Absolutely. Like literacy, it is about being able to engage and interact and access the world around you and whatever shape or form that's taking. So, yeah, absolutely. Does anyone want to spit some bars? If, uh, <laughs> you, as well, too, the four that you wrote? Okay. Yay. okay. Well, mine, mine are over there. I'm going to have to grab them okay, real no quick. Sweat. Yeah. Anybody, if you did four, four bars during our writing exercise? Um, we don't ask our students to do anything we wouldn't, so most of us, unless we were, you know, trying to, like, manage and, and assist them, we were writing a little four bars during our workshop. So we'll invite some of those who did to do their thing. Yeah, check it. The music hits, then the pressure drops. Now I'm transported to some blessed spots. Students file in and they're feeling the bop. It's time to start class, but the party don't stop. Hey. We're going around there. Okay, we're going. Move it to the left. Reading for the love of it, seeking around this goal, and then where to begin with a gathering strength, sitting beside my new best friend. So, and then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this one needs a context, I think. <laughs> when, we, when we started to write bars, I didn't know what to write about. So I turned to Apologetic and said, Hey, what'd you have for breakfast? And she looked at me and she said, I miss breakfast. I had a power bar. <laughs> so I said, perfect. And she said, that's what you're going to write your rhyme about. <clears throat> so here's, here's a rap about Apologetic's breakfast. <clears throat> power up with power bars. Apologetic drove far. Mm. Too late for breakfast. No complimentary refreshments. Now you tell me here. What's the lesson? Uh, um, and one of the things we showed them was you can take existing lines in, in, in art and just re, re, remix it, fill in your blanks, because that's what hip-hop does, it redefines space. Um, it's been 40 blessed years, I'm still bubbling, feeling love from our teacher fam like me cousins, loving, reading, writing, and reciting, put hip-hop in lessons to make it exciting. Yay. From the man who just celebrated a birthday. Yes. Yeah. During this conference. <laughs> Yo, here we are, united by hip-hop and education. This demonstration has me smiling. Such a great day to see all of us styling. Nice. Last night, Michelle Good talk was lit. Classy acts reading for the love of it. Michelle told us it was her desire for us to go light a dialogue fire. Thank you so much, everyone. And yeah, I'm hoping to see you again sometime. And thanks for joining us on What's Literacy. Peace. Peace. Amazing job, Neve. Thank you so much. I'm really curious as to when we're going to hear you drop your first album. <laughs> well, you know, I want to keep people in suspense a little longer about that. And I wish you had told me what question you were going to ask me so then I could have prepared a rap response to you. <laughs> but no, uh, thanks for that. And my cheeks are red now, even as I as I talk about it again. But uh, it was such a fun experience to just to try my hand at it and to see all these other people trying it for the first time, too. It was it was really fun. And yeah. Well, maybe for the as a shout out to the educators on a on a future episode, we can dream up something and uh, and, and and tag them and, and and share it with them and see and get some feedback. See if we've got any uh, 
uh, any ch any real chops. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, and if the real demand is out there, you know, for uh, what's literacy uh, hip hop album, you know. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, one amazing thing I think that uh, you probably took away from the conference altogether, and what I what I took from your brief twenty five minutes talking to these folks was that whatever it takes to educate, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. you've got to find uh, common ground or or something that sparks uh, an interest, whether it be creative or um, intuitive or natural in in in, in, uh, in younger children. To get them thinking about stuff and and and, and putting stuff either to paper or, or rhyming and, and I mean that's that I think was the the general message and and it's just pretty neat how these folks found each other and um, how over time they've come together to create this thing and, and I mean uh, you were there live what you know biggest impressions you might have had from this group and 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 others that are using hip-hop to communicate with with their students yeah, well, just to speak to what you were saying about, you know, you do what you can to educate. Uh, Adrian was saying, like, um, PKA I Can mentioned that this, when he realized that the secret to teaching was to be himself, that it changed everything. And these people are hip-hop people, you know? Yeah, you gotta be... Um, you gotta be dope, and they are dope. So they bring their dopeness to their classroom, and this is how it works. Um, so it was it was about doing what you, doing what you can, doing what you gotta do to educate, but staying true to yourself, and bringing yourself and who you are into the classroom to do that as well is really something that inspired me from from this group of people, um, and yeah, and just how honest uh, and open they were. You know, it was really really refreshing when I consider my school days myself, you know, the t you know, and it's not a criti criticism, of course, of my teachers, but just that contrast of, like, all my teachers were very similar in their behavior, their, per their etiquette, their, like, it was all very structured, yeah, like, you did, there was do's and don'ts and what would fly and what wouldn't fly with them, whereas to imagine being young again and being taught by a teacher, a hip-hop teacher coming in and doing rapping with us and stuff, or graffiti or whatever it may be, um, yeah, it was really a really great experience and very enlightening. Well, listen, I think you did a great job managing, um, you know, uh, ensuring all all of them felt involved and, and were participating in the interview. And I think listeners are really going to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I hope they have enjoyed it. And it was it was really fun and an absolute pleasure. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, Neve. Thanks, Jeff.